After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is a podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives, I got you laughing like three words in today. Yeah, I think it was the way you said, this is a podcast. <laughs> For the world. For the world. <laughs> that gives words to ex-girlfriends. Uh, it is the first full week of December, and we are inundated with holiday ads, so we thought today that we would uh, go over some of the holiday ads we're seeing on TV. You don't think that we're doing this too early, do you? Like, well, what we are, we- I mean, we are blowing our wad, for sure, well, but we also didn't have any better ideas I specifically today. avoided using that phrase when I uh, asked you that question, and then you just went ahead and used it. Why? What's wrong with that phrase? Are, are you being serious? I mean, It just seems like spending all your money blowing your wad. Um, it, it's origins are very sexual in nature. I don't think that's true. I guarantee it. Look it up. As a matter of fact, I was just in a conversation, or maybe I saw an online conversation what? the other day You're that like, wad. like who? That's a, that's not a sexual euphemism. I, you know, it was somebody online who was saying I need advice. Like somebody's using this phrase like in a in a meeting, and I'm never sure if I should let them know. That is crude you definitely, language. You definitely googled it. I have not Googled it. Do but, it now. Uh, okay. I can't, this is a co- podcast about commercials, but this is how we're starting it today. Put origins. Blow your wad origins. Okay. Because I'm sure... like, If you're right, this is all going to be fine. But if you're wrong, we've used that phrase over and over It means over blowing over. all your cash, dummy. I mean, I do I do know that... Like has it has has it come to have like a somewhat confused or conflated meaning? It wouldn't surprise me, but um, I'm 100 percent right about this. This is a well actually moment for me, which, as you know, is this my is, favorite. This thing. is an actual what moment? A well, yeah. I tried to explain this uh, earlier. Li- uh, my friend Libby calls it my know it allism. Oh, oh. Where yeah. I get to say to someone who tries to correct me, well, actually. Okay, so you want to go with this from Answers.com, the world's foremost authority? Yeah. Uh, Muzzle-loading firearms, big and small, oh, that's to ensure a good seal for black right. powder is a common it's practice. It's like from your well, musket good. back in the day. But now I still feel like the, the conversation was blue because of my skepticism about it, and now everybody's... If they well, we're both sort of wrong because it's not money. It's yeah, the, it's the wadding from the old timey muskets. L- listen, we're off to a weird, which start. is a little bit more in yes. the general sort of uh, metaphorical space that you were in. I do think that this is going to be um, helpful for a lot of people, though. Yeah. Like I've always thought it's a very crude saying, and I know, like I say, I was just saw somebody else was struggling with whether or not to approach their coworker about this. Well, I think either way, it's not. It cert- its origins are certainly not crude. All right. Merry Christmas. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is a podcast where we fight about the meanings and pronunciations of words. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. All right, so we are potentially blowing our wad today uh, when it comes to our Christmas um, commercials. But I figured there, it's like happening. Like an old-timey musket. <laughs> like an old-timey musket <laughs> all over your face. <laughs> I'll have a blue 
Christmas. I really, I really, my gut says we should cut this all out and no. start over. Hey, so let's, let's, we, we can always put this at the end. <laughs> all right. Like an okay, so we are going to do Christmas commercials today. Forget about whatever I was going to say about that. Uh, we'll do other stuff this month. I just sort of feel like it's definitely in the air right now. As a matter of fact, there are commercials that are playing right now. There's one coming up that I want to talk to you about, Veeves. I put it on the list. I'm not entirely sure that it should even be counted as a holiday ad, but for me, it taps into the holiday. Anyway, I want to get your opinion on, on whether or not um, whether or not you think that this is a holiday ad, and then you can weigh in on that. Um, plus, I will check in with the ad council, as we always do. You guys have been sending us a lot of emails, got a lot of stuff from the Facebook page. Also, commercials in the news. We have I you there's some commercial that's gone viral. Um, I've seen some headlines, but you asked me like to ignore them. Don't watch the commercial. Don't read anything about it. You want me to just react to it live? Yes. It sounds bonkers. It must be a hell of an ad. It's a hell of an ad, and it was all it was it was blowing Twitter up. So that's why I thought um, we should I should warn you not to look at it. And we would I would love to get your reaction uh, sort of on uh, on mic. And I will say to the listeners, we will tell you when we're about to talk about that ad. If you want to turn the podcast off, that'll be the last segment of this show. And we, you can find the link to it uh, pinned to the top of our Facebook group page if you want to go watch it before we describe it. Okay, cool. Well, um, for now, though, let's, uh, let's get in the Christmas spirit. I just picked this. I want to see if I could make you laugh with the with the holiday music. It's funny, but you know, I wasn't really a new kids fan. Yeah, ne- neither was I. I was just looking for the most absurd kind of uh, thing to get us in the holiday spirit. Yeah, seemed about right. Um, all right, so the very first holiday I don't want to talk about today, Veeves, is actually one that we talked about last week. But um, I think it was maybe in Ad Council it came up last week. It was something so. that had been bugging me cre- anyway. I thought maybe we could do it in a Cheese and G's show. Um, this is the uh, ad that is called Hooking Up Grandma's House, which, by the way, my first complaint with it is that it's called Hooking Up Grandma's House. I keep uh, Googling Wait, everything's it. Look- a dirty picture with you. Well, no, it's not that. It's just that wiring Grandma's House just seems more efficient. I know I'm one to talk about efficiency <laughs> of language. Um, this is the ad where you see some old people sitting on their couch and they're reading a tweet from their granddaughter to something like, going to grandma's house, a.k.a. the seventh circle of hell. Are there seven circles in hell? Uh, I think so, but she says the gates of hell. The gates of hell. Here, so I'll, I'll play a little bit of it, and this is what we reacted to uh, last week. Entering the gates of hell where there's no Wi-Fi and no shows. A.K.A. Grandma's. What does she mean? I don't know. She means that we're not up to date. Okay, so the commercial goes on from there, um, and the grandparents decide that they are going to do this little brat a big favor and win her love by wiring up their house, getting uh, Xfinity cable, getting a cool remote control you can talk to. At one point, as you heard at the top of the show, the grandfather yells a movie quote. 
you, what is it? Shut up, you filthy... Or Merry, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Right. And, and they know that that's home alone and, and the remote control just calls that up on your TV. And so it's, it shows you all the new whiz-bang stuff that Comcast and Xfinity can bring you if you want to appease your asshole grandchildren this Christmas because they're uh, going to be visiting you. The, at least that was our take on it. On the Facebook page, a lot of people had that same reaction. Just like, this girl is such a brat. This is awful. Um we got uh, some messages from listener Christy who actually posted – I don't think she had heard our conversation about it. And she just posted this again on Facebook and said, this is my favorite commercial of the holiday season. Actually, maybe of all time. Christy's saying this may be her favorite commercial of all time. I'm going to say that maybe she's had a little bit too much eggnog at that point. But she says, side note, I'm obsessed with saying movie quotes into my Comcast remote control. Uh, That was the one part of the commercial that you and I like, too. We tested it on our own remote control after the show last week. Yeah. Do you remember what line we used? We used a bunch. We'd used one from Apocalypse Now, Uh and it worked. I think uh, the smell of – I I, I love this smell of napalm in the morning. It smells Uh like victory. Uh And it got us there. We did Filthy Animal, and we did a couple of others i can't remember anymore seven days ago but um totally works um i do love our remote control i'm on the record uh, uh, saying that um i thought it was interesting though that somebody could have a complete opposite reaction and some other people jumped into and said i like it you know one thing i noticed Veeves, when christy reposted this to the facebook page she posted a longer two-minute version i had never seen i think we are an again in one of those situations where they make a good two-minute-long commercial that is kind of cinematic, you, often they'll do this for the Super Bowl or something, and then they edit it down to a minute or 30 seconds, and without all the context, it seems even worse, or it doesn't hold together in some cases. Okay, well, I'm really curious to see this long version, because to me, what's one of the things that's most objectionable, objectionable about this ad is the basic premise. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how the basic premise could change, but let's watch it. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Um, it's not going to totally redeem itself probably in your eyes. I don't think it's like a total, you know, uh, 180, but it is better, I think, certainly. And I have a lot more thoughts on this, so thanks for listening, guys. So first of all, check out the opening. In the one that we just heard, in the one-minute version that we played last week, it basically follows one family. This one starts differently. I'm going to my grandma's house where there's no on-demand, no Netflix, and no Wi-Fi. Sad face. My grandma's house is straight medieval. She's got no Wi-Fi. Pound sign, not so Merry Christmas. Pound yeah. sign. Entering the gates of hell where there's no Wi-Fi and no shows. A.K.A. Grandma's. What does she mean? Okay, so that's the third couple. Now it is much funnier when it's a bunch of grandparent couples reacting somewhat um, befuddledly, but not not like freaking out, not like super hurt feelings, just sort of like a little bit befuddled by teenager speak. Yes, and here's another thing that I learned today in looking this up: those are real tweets from the internet. And I actually kind of, that got me thinking, I'm like, I'm sure I've posted something like that before. I mean, you know, it irks us because you have this tween girl and it seems very disrespectful to her grandparents, but I'm sure that you as an Like, you know if your grandma follows you on Twitter. Well, right. I I don't think these, I think somebody showed it to, you think that the point is that these grandparents follow the girl on Twitter. I don't think these grandparents really oh, is know the pr- it. Like, is the premise like these filmmakers, the commercial makers are coming in and saying, is this, is this like, is this like, uh, is it 
Kimmel where they read mean tweets? Well, that's the thing. I do think that the whole message of this is a little confused. Yes. Or the premise of it is confused. And that thing about, But it definitely like, begins with that. And that's what Christy says. It reminds her of that Kimmel reading mean tweets thing. And when you see it as a montage, somehow that it's real old people, apparently, not actors. It's well, real old people. they are obviously right. real old But I, in other words, like <laughs> supposedly these are not actors. That's what uh, right. one article I read claims. And they're real tweets. Now... The problem is, I think that's a much better setup. We're 30 seconds in now, only a quarter of a way into the long version. It's so far, I like it a lot more. Having said that, it does get confusing here because now the rest of this commercial only follows this last couple. Right. It went from being a montage. In my opinion, they should have showed a bunch of these same three families yeah, mixing that, it up, especially because one of me. them is African-American. It would be nice to see people throughout the rest of this commercial of different backgrounds, you know, ethnicities and stuff as yeah. well. But from this point forward, it's you're going to recognize a lot of this. It is this couple and their family who comes over. And you see a lot more of the family. There's some other grandparents involved. I do have to say, I love the grandfather in this. Mm-hmm. Like the face that he makes when his wife reads that tweet, a.k.a. Grandma's House, he kind of makes this like, he like sort of shrugs with his eyebrows like... What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are charming. And I think that's a big part of this. And you're going to be introduced to another older lady in this who I believe would probably be maybe the grandma from the other side of this family or something. And I think that's what's winning a lot. She's the person who's winning a lot of people over. I don't know. She means that we're not up to date. Really? But these aren't their real grandkids. Like, if they're not actors. No, I think that, you know, that was a quick mention in an article that these uh, grandparents aren't actors or it's implied or something. I'm a little dubious of that. I'm not sure. Like, to what degree is somebody an actor? Do you try out? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Let's not get hung up too much on that. Um, we're seeing more tweets now. This is something we don't see in the shorter version. We see the family. We see the bratty girl in the car on the way to grandma's. She's tweeting out more uh, mean things, including off to grandma's, off the grid, Hashtag pray for me, which I got to say, I'm sure there have been times where if I was going into a situation where there's no Wi-Fi, I can imagine being a little bit grumpy about that and tweeting something. So already it's a little bit more relatable. A little bit for me. Yeah. Okay, so it picks up again. They show up at Grandma and Grandpa's house. They're surprised to see that the grandparents reacted by wiring up the house. They have this fancy TV now. Grandpa can yell at the remote. Pass the remote over. I'll show you how it works. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. I love his lisp. Everybody's happy, but now keep on watching. It's going to be mostly not something. uh, It's going to be something I'm going to have to narrate mostly. But you see how the technology in this brings them together a little bit more. And then I think it's interesting... You know, we see the girl also, like, talking to her boyfriend who's at his grandparents' house, but it's a little bit more cute and a little bit less bratty, and they're, they're using technology to enjoy the holidays together a little bit more. And as the commercial goes on, it warms the heart a little bit more because she's using the technology to uh, connect with her grandparents more. As the commercial goes on, I'll hit play here. Um, she takes a photograph of her grandmother when she was a kid. She takes a photo of a photo with her phone. She posts it to social media. She gets a bunch of reactions. Yeah, I do that a lot at your parents' house. Yeah, and uh, and you see her like kind of with her head on her grandma's hat, lap at one point, and she's trying to impress her grandma with that. So I'll, I'll hit play here. What else am I forgetting? Oh, 
oh, little dancing scene with her and her other grandma in the kitchen that has nothing to do with technology, but I think it's uh, pretty dang cute. They're watching old movies now. You know, there's not two grandmas in this. Is that all the same lady? Can yeah. I... Oh. You got 100 likes. No. Just kidding, you're 75. <laughs> And it ends. Uh, it ends with a tweet saying, "Grandma, uh, best holiday ever." It's. It is much more effective it, in the long version, it's is it not? Way more palatable because the brattiness is offset and redeemed a lot. It's a, more of a redemption story. Now, it's kind of a redemption story in that they had to appease her. Still, I'm still not huge on the message of it. Right. That we have to appease these brats, but. It is, it's it just is much so more contextualized. Yes, it's so much more contextualized. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, good, I can watch TV at Grandma's now. It's I'm using the technology to connect with my grandparents more. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, Heather also says it's good. She says, I agree with Christy. My gut reaction is that it's heartwarming, even though my, quote, entitled kid's radar is usually way up. Um, I think the cute grandma redeems it. I didn't realize, for some reason, she looks different to me in those two shots. I think she may, maybe she changes her clothes She definitely changes her shirt for yeah. Christmas. So I'm uh, shirt blind. Um, let's see. Uh, Christy says the, the grandma swearing and then embarrassing the bratty teenager. The grandpa saying the movie quote. Um, I guess we need ATM to have a ruling on this. That would be my excuse to play the gavel sound again. I don't know. Is this like uh, is this a little bit like Holiday Ham last year? Do we have another uh, commercial controversy on our hands? Well, I don't think it's controversial so much as there – the short version to me is pretty bad. Like it's not, um, it's not a particularly effective way of selling the product. I think it highlights to tell the story in thirty seconds. They have to focus too much on the negative just to get this yeah. to, to like lay out what the narrative is. Yeah, and you miss a lot of the little details um, that make the the bratty teenager less bratty and more of just like a regular teenager. Having said that, now that I've seen the longer one. I'm sure I'll have a more um, a more favorable read of the short version, right? Because I'll have that extra context, right? So maybe that's what they're counting on. Is that like at some maybe on, maybe in during some high highly rated uh, television that we don't watch, for example, like maybe mm-hmm. it's you know prime time on CBS, which we would rarely be watching. You're seeing the long one, and it's because I do think that a lot of what they count on with these short versions is that people have the context in their head. Yeah, and this goes back to this this commentary that or this editorial that I read I don't know, like two months ago, which I got to say I didn't come armed with enough examples to why it was so important to me. But this guy had written about how you know the old school of making ads is this: you make a long one, then you chop it down to a thirty, then you chop it down to a fifteen, and in this day and age, we also have these quick little ten second pre rolls on a YouTube video, and you keep chopping and make a bunch of different versions. And he's saying, listen, it's going to cost a little bit more money up front, but write scripts to the length that they're supposed to be. Make one that's two minutes and make it that plot. Write something totally different for 30 seconds. Write something different for 10 seconds. Because as you try to jam these things down, you're doing yourself a disservice. And more than ever, you need to write for various platforms. It would be interesting to know, to do a study, and it would be very hard to do because you'd be really comparing apples to oranges but that he's only right in so far as marketers sell more or fewer products, right? Like yeah, that's true. he may not like it from an artistic standpoint, a creative standpoint. But if the if the short versions work because enough people have seen the long version, or the short version does a good enough job, or whatever, it's irrelevant whether yeah, they true. whether they make a make a a perfect ad for the perfect size because. 
that's not what ads are. Ads aren't movies. They're not yeah. art. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I was reading um, a little background on this. I think I mentioned in an uh, it's Creativity Online. It's a publication, not unlike Adweek or Ad Age. They kind of dissect commercials, give you the background on it. And they linked back to this ad from 2013 um, in, you know, talking about hooking up Grandma's house, saying that it's a little reminiscent of this Apple ad. I did not remember this one. We're going to have to narrate it again. I'll try to do a better job. But you see a family that's together. It, it's mostly, I think, an immediate family. Maybe there's some extended family in here as well. It's another two-minuter, and they're doing a whole bunch of family things, uh, putting together the Christmas tree. Going sledding. Oh, you have seen this? Yeah, I oh, watched it. Oh, oh, that's right. You you were you saw this on the, the show. Yeah, going ice skating, um, all these things. And meanwhile, there's a boy about the same age as that girl, like 13, 14 years old, and he's on his phone the whole time. Um, he's not necessarily taking part he's always there with his family he's not totally brooding i don't want to say but he's definitely obsessed with his phone the whole time and he's he's sort of way faced and he's you know, never he never really he, smiles he's a little pre-goth yeah and he's got he, yeah he's kind of got some pre-goth hair and stuff so let's play a little bit of this for sound i don't know actually if i have to play all two minutes of this because we've basically described it. it's all these heartwarming scenes and he's just always a little bit disengaged on his phone the whole time. And then what happens is later on in the ad, everybody's uh, sitting around the living room and he just stands up and just picks up the remote control and turns on the TV. And your gut reaction is, what the hell are you doing, kid? Like, nobody's watching TV. They're sharing a family moment. And you didn't even ask. You're just turning on the TV. But what you realize he's done is he's turned on the TV so he can show everybody the movie he's been making on his iPhone 5 this entire time. So when they're all decorating the tree and he's staring at his phone, he's surreptitiously shooting them doing the uh, tree, et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty heartwarming, I think. It's not bad. It is. And you, you, see, you see everything, all these, all these scenes that you've seen up to this time now shot from the perspective of his phone. And I assume yeah. that this is footage that was really shot on an iPhone. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because they obviously want to tout that that feature and that functionality. Um, I think it's very effective. And uh, was is this not... When when did this ad come out? Is 2013. This not, so it's a couple of years old. Yeah. Um, and since it's specifically to the iPhone 5, it's not the type of thing that you can kind of... I think there are some holiday ads, right, that come back every... Well, the Folgers Crystals one. Remember... Is it Folgers Crystals? Yeah, that's the, the Folgers Incest, incest ad. ad. Right, yeah. And then there's that the one ran for like 25... It was like the longest running Christmas ad, I think, or something like that. It was 25 years or something. Yeah. Um, there's one that I see every year that's just real simple, um, but I love that it can come back every year, probably until uh, until, until eternity. It's... Um, a little bell co- uh, choir made of Hershey's Kisses and different oh, yeah. green, green and oh, red yeah. wrappers. And they, I think they ring... Um, Carol of the Bells, maybe? Uh, I thought it was like maybe Joy to the World or... Uh, anyway, they bring a... They ring a they ring mm-hmm. out a classic Christmas carol. It's just simple to the point. Yeah, and there's it's just no little, reason why you can't do it every year. It'll be yeah. it'll be evergreen. Yeah. Right, right. Here's one um, that is new this year. Uh, also an Apple ad that I think is getting a lot of attention. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, listener Melisande posted this to our Facebook page. Uh, she said, I'm so pathetic. I have to take my earbuds out and look away every time this commercial comes on. Um, what she means is she gets too emotional, and this is on some pre-rolls for her. Um, she says she can't handle it. What's wrong with me? And then she put four emojis of people bawling their eyes out. So lots of feels for L- Lots of feels. It's called Frankie's Holiday. You see, um, I'll just spoil it. 
you learn within 15 seconds or so that this is Frankenstein, right? Or it's Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. Oh, yes. I was, you're right. It's not Dr. Frankenstein. Since Frank- I'm on my pedantry <laughs> yes, high horse today. Of course. Um, uh, so, yeah. So it's a Frankenstein's monster, but not like super cartoony, a little more... Um, realistic for lack of a better term like a little sort of more um uh, he's he's not green and square-headed he's more like kind of gray and almost like a, a, a gritty kind of a gritty zombie and he's he's got a like a big dusty top hat he's dressed in sort of he's dressed in kind of victorian era garb and um, he's clearly living on the outskirts of town right you, you first see him you're not exactly sure who he is at first but you first see him kind of playing with this small little music box let me see if i can get some of the some of the sound behind us here. He's playing with a little music box, and it looks like he's actually recording the music into his iPhone. Right, from a traditional music box, box that you crank. Yeah, and there, there he is. He just records into his phone. And then you um, see him just kind of going about puttering around his house, and then he leaves his house, and that's where you can sort of see he lives on the out skirts of town Where a little no bit. he's no doubt he's, been uh, driven. Yeah, he's a little bit uh, ostracized there. He does notice that um, the mailman has left him a little package uh, in the snow that he picks up and, and He's and very shakes. zombie-like. He's very zombie. You know who it is. Can, yeah, it's Brad Garrett, right? Yeah, he's... Uh He's everybody loves Raymond's brother. <laughs> right. um, it, it, by the way, that show everybody loves Raymond. I always assume that we like he's the one who would be mumbling everybody loves Raymond, right? I uh, just kind of took that for granted. Whenever I think of everybody loves Raymond, I assume that that is a title of a show from the perspective of this particular character, Raymond's brother. Oh, I guess so. I didn't really watch it very much. So yeah, because he was I, the I guy who so. you just like everybody loved Raymond, and he was always put out about. Oh, it. He's, he was he's like the, the sec- jam. The, uh, yes, a Brady Bunch reference. Right. I get it. I can keep up with you. Anyway, so uh, he picks up this package. We don't know what's in it. It's pretty small. And then he walks into town. And as he walks into town... He's really... He more lurches Okay, than so he's lurching into town. He's Frankenstein's monster. Everybody loves Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and uh, there's a whole crowd at a Christmas tree lighting celebration of some sort. And they all kind of like shield their children and kind of recoil a little bit when they see him. And then he opens up the box and we see that there are two kind of old school Christmas lights. The kind that you would have to screw into your outdoor uh, Christmas string. And he takes them out of the box and... He screws him into his neck, the, the place where those two electrical little... Well, yeah, th- that didn't make a ton of sense to me because those are um, traditionally bolts and that not, is true. Out, not bolts. sockets. Yeah, but okay, right. whatever. I'll yeah, go with it. But, you know, he's been... This is a... This is a modern Dr. Frankenstein's monster. He's been upgraded a little bit. So he puts him in. One is red, one is green, and he's trying to be a little bit goofy. He's trying to get a, a, a you know a rise out of the crowd a little bit. He wants to be accepted. The crowd really is not having much of it. They're still quiet. And then he hits play on that recording he made on his oh, phone. No. It's like home for the holidays. Not the best voice in the world. The crowd's not as into it as he had hoped. Oh, no. One of his, his green light on his neck went out, and now he's defeated. But there's one little girl who sees him for what he is, a monster who wants to be loved. And so she brings him closer. He bends down. She helps him with his light. It goes back on. Because no matter how far away you roam, Of course she's British because all British kids sing. Pine for the of a friendly day. Suddenly the crowd's into it. For the holiday. 
the message. It doesn't advertise a particular product, although, of course, you're seeing him use his iPhone. It just has the Apple logo, and it says, open your heart to everyone, which is a message that I think... Um, we would all like to get behind this season. Yes. Having said that. Okay, good. I think that you and I are probably going to say the same thing. This I one, I like, it feels, <laughs> I can really feel the machinery turning in this one. And it feels a little manipulative to me. Is that what you were going to say? It's exactly it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you and I share a lot of opinions. We've lived together for a long time, so maybe now we just... Yeah, are built this way, but it just you. It's I can't say it better than you. You said it. You just it's just a little forced. Yeah. to me, it's like an obvious Christmas kind of story, and they just kind of put this this mask on it, and it just doesn't it doesn't hit me the way it hits Millicent. Right, like I the one, and I it I can feel why it would hit yeah, somebody. Yeah, and I mean, absolutely. Every, it's all very well done. Of course, it's it's produced beautifully, and it's uh, I love the textures of it. It's almost like Burton esque, and it's sort of uh, dark. There's a dark yeah, beauty call. to it. Um, you know, I, like I actually caught myself watching uh, most of um, the Nightmare Before Christmas the other day, mm-hmm. and that's another one where it's like a kind of a dark Christmas, right? So I can get, I can see the appeal of it. Um, if it strikes your your feel bone, you know, more power to you. For me, I just felt like I could feel them sort of turning the screws a little bit. Yeah, you know, this is one that I've seen on TV a bunch, but I've seen a shorter version of it. This is almost exactly like that last one. It's a two-minute emotional piece that is cut down to a 30 right, or one minute. Right, and it's way less effective at 30 it's seconds. It's way less effective on TV. You don't even really know what's happening. Exactly. I've seen it kind of a bunch of times. I've been like, I got to at some point sit down and figure out what the commercial's about because I've only seen the end. You know, or like right. by the time it kind of catches your interest, it's, you're already to the climax of it, and you just sort of feel like... I know what this commercial is trying to do to me before. I don't even have to see the whole thing. So anyway, again, no offense to anybody who it really does work on. I'm not trying to sound like um, holier than thou or what, or smarter than thou or whatever. But like for me, it just felt a little bit like you could feel the, the wheels turning, like you said, Vives. Uh Now, speaking of people weighing in on Facebook, um, listener Karen had uh, posted somewhere. She's like, you guys are going to do a Christmas show, right? She was very excited about that <laughs> idea. And I, I said, sure, we can do it. I'm like, by the Wait, anything that you want us other than the Frankie ad and the Wire and Grandma's House one? Uh, I wasn't sure really kind of what was out there, and she's like, "Yes, I really want you to talk about this." And she said, "Oh, sexy, sexy Santa ad." Now I've been seeing this on our Facebook page and have not had a chance to watch it yeah. through. So let me just tell you what what I've been seeing, which is the image that we have up here now. There's like the you know uh, the screenshot. It's like. Uh, it's like a silver fox type of Santa. He's like a he's like a sort of hot old guy. They're trying to make Santa sexy is like such a losing game because mm-hmm. you still have to give him a big white beard, and he still has to be dressed in a red suit to be right. even recognizable. So in this case, his red suit though is like a red kind of you know like I guess sport jacket is it's almost like a smoking jacket kind of. Yeah, I mean they were like you know what would it look like if Patrick Stewart was Santa and had to wear and wear a red right, jacket? Right, right. So it's sort of like you know ostensibly a hotter version of Santa. He's not fat at all. And then two super sexy ladies with pointy ears behind him. Yeah, his his elves are these. Now, this is for Fiat, and keep in mind, oh, we've Fiat. talked about Fiat before. Like, they are the only... They're on my last nerve. Yeah, me too. They're the only car company that I can think of that is just like, puts sex first. They've been using sex to sell cars for the past five years yeah, now. Yeah, no, I'm still in a lather about that one where the guy... Um, is it Charlie Sheen? There's a Charlie Sheen Well, there's Sheen a Charlie Sheen one. ones, but the ones that really annoyed me were the ones where um, the guy, like, 
imagines the car as a beautiful woman who yeah. like he's like slobbering over and then she slaps him but then he comes right. to and realizes he's drooling on a car yeah he's been and then the other one which you actually kind of liked was it like took place in old town italy or whatever and the guy goes to take his boner pill but then it, it tumbles out the window accidentally and it, it tumbles through the streets of whatever little town this is and then it accidentally goes into the, I think the gas tank yeah and it was the ad for the, the Fiat that had a little more um, horsepower right that one I thought was I, I thought the joke was good enough to overcome some of the sort of grossness but of worth it. pointing out that sex leads for all these Always. it's not like oh these are sexy cars and that's sometimes part of the commercial or whatever like they, they have decided to be the company yep. that equates sex with their car so uh, let's get going on Welcome this to the Fiat Black Friday event I'm looking for a sweet new ride how about a nice 500 Abarth that's naughty and nice the 124 Spider Abarth has 164 horsepower turbo engine too hot for the North Pizzle and the 500 X is an IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus. You better not be jingling my bells. I would never jingle your bells. Great deals all month at the Fiat Black Friday event. N- not, I mean, even if you like the sexy Fiat commercials, this is just like a it's, janky, it's not even well executed. Down market, yeah. any car commercial it's kind a of feel. It's definitely a holodone. <laughs> Go on the holodeck and you say, I holodone, don't holla back. <laughs> What I just said was embarrassing, but none of it was as embarrassing as that the North Pizzle. That like, was completely execrable. It was yes, awful. Um, like even the Charlie Sheen ads and all the other sexy ads we're talking about. At least they were done in a kind of cinematic way. Even if you didn't kind of like the message, they were always like kind of well done. They were lush commercials. This could be a fucking Chevy. Ad. It honestly could. I thought I, as I was watching it, I was like, "What does this remind me of?" And it's those terrible Chevy ads. Yeah, this is so poorly made. It could almost be like for a local Fiat dealership. Yes. Yeah, um, but uh, you know you could take it to the North Pizzle. Oh I just want to keep saying Who that. Who approved I want... that? <laughs> I don't know. Who approved? Who that? are the ad wizards? Honestly, I need to keep that. I need to keep that drop handy. Are, are you kidding me? Who are the ad this? wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> All right, just one more commercial I want to play for you, and I want you to tell me if you think this counts as a holiday commercial um, because it did start playing around the holidays. And I think most people have seen it. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a all. Have you noticed? I don't think it's a coincidence that these holiday ads, almost all of them, take narration because they're a certain kind of ad. They're these long stories where it's a lot of show don't tell, and uh, just like it's. I think the mo- the more emotional an ad is, yes. the more likely it's not going to have a lot of words. We run into this all the time when we talk about, particularly around themes. Like I think the Olympics was like this too. It's mm-hmm. like it's so visual. It really relies on these like highly visual narratives that um that and the music does a lot of the work mm-hmm, the pull on your heartstrings yeah, yeah um and so you know whatever that's that's kind of par for the course like it's it's actually i think the rare ad that we can play on this show that needs no explanation that's true but i feel like whatever these emotional ads specifically have very very little words in this particular one and i'll bet you you guys have seen this in very heavy rotations for amazon prime you see an imam visiting a priest you don't know why they're in his home they're having tea they're clearly old friends they're old friends and they're both men of the cloth even those different religions and they're just kind of talking about all kinds of things then we see the imam leave the priest's house and they both have this thoughtful look on their face 
and they have an idea, and they both individually start ordering something from Amazon Prime, and uh, and then some time goes by, you see them both open their doors, they're both surprised with a gift. Turns out they each got each other a gift. Turns out it's the same gift. When they were talking over tea, they were talking about how they have to kneel all the time because of their religion. Because of God. Because of God, and God likes it if you kneel. And so they both had this idea, I'm going to get my buddy a pair of uh, like knee pads yeah. so that he can wear them underneath his robes, respectively. Each of them can wear them underneath their robes. And we see them kneeling and praying. In and their and respective in houses their respect- of worship. Exactly. And then, and then there's the Amazon smile, which I think that Amazon smile, by the way, the, the famous Amazon oh, arrow yeah. that turns into a smile on the ads, that is... Oh yeah, brilliant. that's like that's like the Nike swoosh. This ad, I think, is one of the uh, most talked about. I'm seeing it like all over the place. I'm it's also a real moment stuff. in it's American history moment, where yeah. um, there's, I think, a deep need for a lot of us to underscore that um, Islam is not the enemy. Muslims are not our enemies. Right. They are neighbors. They're our friends. And it's like it's really nice to see some mass media like this that. Because you, we've we've talked about commercials on this show where you see a woman in hijab, or you know, you know, we see people doing things out in the world who mm-hmm. are who are Muslim, but it is pretty rare. It's it's vanishingly rare, I think, to see on a in a mass media context a positive depiction of a Muslim praying. Yeah, which is what you're true. seeing. Yeah, here. at the very end, you see him get down on his knees and, and pray. And I think yeah. that's important. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I do as much as this one. Whenever I, you see that, it's an indicator of watch this guy, yes. right? And even if even if that person doesn't think about end all the episodes of Homeland, guy, that's exactly the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. and and twenty four mm-hmm. and what and like every sort of scary spy show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a scene where the bad guy you know washes like does Mm -hmm. some sort of you know muslim ritual and then boom you know goes the dynamite you know what i didn't tell you was i was um at the airport we were both at the airport leaving cleveland a couple of weeks ago Uh and my dad actually went to the hospital right after we left he's he's fine but he had he was just having some pain and wanted to get it checked out um anyway so i'm we're we're in a airport denver we had a layover somewhere it doesn't matter and we had to wait for the the next plane and so i called my dad and i just was looking for a quiet uh place in the airport and i kind of found this little area where nobody was hanging out it was kind of behind an unused gate at that moment and i'm just kind of pacing and talking to my dad and i kind of go and i sneak around behind this big kind of temporary wall that is up there that's kind of the that's kind of the where they gate check you or whatever um and i kind of interrupted a guy who was back there i mean he needed he needed to pray because is it five times a day i think so it's like pretty you know there's a very specific number of times and when you have to pray um if you're muslim and i felt kind of bad because i was kind of on the phone and i kind of snuck back there and then i just saw i couldn't tell if he was finishing or not so i just kind of like you know went to the other side of it and just kind of give him his give him his space but i mean that is something that you have to if you're devout and you and i are godless people or whatever um but if you are devout and and i think it was like an employee too i think it was i think it was a maybe a pilot or uh or an airline think about how brave you have to be in the, and I don't think we were in Denver. I think we were we in Minneapolis. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. We were in some. We weren't in some. I mean, it was a city, oh, it obviously. Detroit. Maybe it was, well. Oh, that makes total sense, yeah, right? Yeah, Detroit's yeah. Ha- like yeah. huge, huge uh, Muslim, Muslim population. population. Yeah. But and maybe in Detroit, it's less surprising. But I would say you have to be pretty brave um, as a 
practicing Muslim to pray in public like yeah. that at an airport because yeah. people freak the F out over nothing. There was a guy who was thrown off of a plane because he said, inshallah, which I don't know exactly what that means, but it's, I think it's like a greeting or something to somebody on, to like his mm. buddy or whatever on the phone. They give so, him a parachute? Somebody heard him say a, an, a word in Arabic, I guess is what that is. And uh, he was taken off the plane. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, there's like, it takes so little to set people off at an airport. People are really crazy. So I'm just, I think that's great. Like, Let me ask you this about airport behavior. Do you think it's weird to brush your teeth in an airport bathroom? I mean, I think it's weird, but I don't think it's a security threat. I, I mean, I did that uh, twice this last trip I just took to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, both times I was eating at the airport and I just didn't want to get on the plane with like the hamburger taste in my mouth or whatever. So I went in the bathroom and the first time nobody was in there, so it was fine. But uh, coming home... It was like one of those sinks where there's a bunch of individual faucets, but it's all one big, long kind of trench to wash your hands in. And uh, and I kind of felt bad because I'm standing there like brushing my teeth and spitting into the sink, the, technically the same sink that other people are using while people are in there I think using people it. are used to that. I mean, people travel. They can be traveling for day, you know, a day or so at a time, like – People, lots of people like to brush their teeth. Okay, so that's fine behavior. You don't think yeah. people were like, you're not going to believe what I just saw in the bathroom, some fat guy brushing his teeth. That's no, not no. a narrative that is going to be spread think. around wherever that so. airport was. All right, um, so let's go back to this commercial I played for you. Do you consider it a holiday ad? Well, there's gift giving involved. Uh, there's religion. But yeah, there's no there's... other specific uh, indicators, right? No. There's no Muslim holidays around this time that I know for of. for a while, too, before the... Holidays started, right? I, I don't. Y- yes, like if we saw but this ad- Thanksgiving was approaching, though. I started to feel like it. Just, I feel like they knew this would be a good time to play this ad, even though there's no outward. You don't. You never see even a Christmas light in the background. You don't see uh, snow or any of the things yeah. that kind of usually indicate, like because some commercials can just kind of nod at it. You don't have that, but it's just got that feeling to me. And I don't think it's a coincidence well, but that they're I, airing it now. I think that they're airing it now because Amazon, I'm sure, reserves a fair amount of their budget for promoting gift giving. I mean, right, of course. Now yeah. people are giving people are have gift giving on their mind. Right. Okay. So you're saying holiday ad. I think it's an it's a holiday ad that will easily be repurposed and used at other times of the year. Okay. All right. Um we do need to get to commercials in the news, but because there's uh, some special circumstances surrounding the commercial in the news this week, we're going to skip that for now and go right into ad council. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind I love how much um, Ad Council had to do with that first segment, too, by the way. Thanks, everybody, for I know we're leaning have in. more and more on the Ad Council Which to is, put our I, shows together. Yeah, no, it's, it's great for us. Hope you guys like it, too. <laughs> uh, our, fe- our first piece of uh, Ad Council feedback is from listener Corinne. Um, she writes, I had hoped this commercial would be covered on your military episode, but y'all went a different direction. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> we always called this one Don't Ask, Don't Tell. This is for Swiffer. And okay. I, re- I as soon as I saw this, it's, it's kind of an old one, which is why it didn't really yeah. stick with me. But it definitely, um, I, I remembered it as soon as I played it. You want to yeah. play it? And I'll tell you, I'll just set it up. You'll, you'll get most of it from the audio. But what you're, what you're seeing is um, a bunch of military uh, young recruits, recruit men in their um, 
you know, they're like in t-shirts and camo pants or like they're in their barracks. Basically. They're in their yeah, barracks. Yeah. Um, and they got to, you know, how it is in the military. You got to you got to keep your barracks clean. Got to swab the deck or whatever. A little warning. This is an old ad. So it's kind of got it's kind of got some noise along with it. You call this cleaning up? We're used to other sweep, we're used to just a day. We figured every sweeper was the same. No way! You should have used the sweeper, boy. It's the bad kind of sweeper, the real McCoy. So they go right into, like, almost like an old school. It's like Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Yes. But it exactly. is, they are beyond fabulous. They are like, problem they're with the, the hot old, cops. Problem yeah. with the old Swiffer commercial, yeah. not gay enough. <laughs> exactly. It, you know, often it's. I mean, it's delightful. I feel like there's a trope, too, of, like, in the olden days, in, like, uh, real song and dance movies, you'd also see sailors doing that. Oh, what was totally. that. What was that sailor movie we oh. saw that was just, like, it was amazing. It's, the, it's, the, it's New York, New York, it's the hell of a town, it's whatever that one's Right, in, right, right, right. That's all, and, you know, these are the these military men who are just fabulously dancing all over the yes. place and finding reasons to sing and dance. Um, also... What was the yeah? There's late- a real Busby Berkeley feel to this too, because there's like that overhead shot where the Swiffers yeah. are coming in in like a circle. Yes, uh, Hell Caesar was the um, last Coen Brothers movie. They do. I know you haven't seen it, but they do a little nod to that with the big sailor dance number in a with bar. Channing Tatum. Yes. Yeah. I've yes, seen, I've seen yes. clips of it, and that's definitely a. Uh, have you been watching Channing Tatum clips online again, Vives? Well, you know. All right. What else? We I got? do have a private life. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, this next piece of feedback is from listener Courtney. Uh, and she writes um, that the Southwest Airlines commercial, which is a, a, the, about hating hating one's job. This is, if you'll recall, um, you need to get away because the general oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. says that his has to reveal that his password is I hate my job. Right. And we had a, a lengthy debate about whether it's that he needs to get away because he needs a vacation or he needs to get away because he embarrassed himself. Right, right. Um, and she writes, it, it may have been popular among the um, Southwest Airlines marketing team because they use the word love a lot, as in the Dallas love field where they are based. And they oh. emphasize that in their empl- that, that their employees love their jobs. It sounds like it's real kind of like internal communications, branding, uh, they play identity a, They piece. play around a lot with the idea that they're based in love. Right. Uh, so, and this is why their stock symbol is LUV. Interesting fact. I didn't fact. know that. Um, she says, still a bad detail. choice on their part as these are inside jokes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep... Key distinction, right. Southwest. Those are inside but jokes. But how did that come into the whole scenario? Say that scenari- in your inside joke voice. How did that co- the whole scenario, how does that play into the scenario of the general coming in and giving a password, I hate my, I, I hate my job one? I don't know. Be- like, I guess, like, the opposite, love is the opposite of hate. I don't know. No. Actually, now that I think about it, it's a little, it's a little confusing. But uh, I, it's just interesting to me to know that about Southwest Airlines. Um, I mm-hmm. believe uh, Courtney uh, uh, knows a pilot pretty well. Um, in addition to selling, oh, this is another, this is also from Courtney. Um, this is about USAA. Uh, and she says that in addition, to, in addition to selling insurance, USAA is also a credit union to be a member of USAA and use their services. You must've been in the military or have an ancestor who was in the military. And I've been very impressed with their customer service. Ah, well, she was not the only one. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of feedback about USAA, uh, from, from some of our listeners who either are themselves, uh, uh, service members or have family who allow them, you know, who can let them be in it. Were people mad that we didn't know as much about USAA as we probably should have before we opened I mean, up I saw a lot mics. of like, yeah, that was a real shit show, but, you know, we acknowledged yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is from listener Jeff, uh, who says he was totally blindsided by the USAA commercial. 
Uh, my dad is a Vietnam veteran, and I've had USAA since I was 16. Ten seconds into that commercial, and I got crazy emotional. It's really weird because I'm a pacifist and was an anti-war activist, but it must be because I love my dad so much. That's interesting because, again, I think we said this last week, it's not a super emotional commercial. It's no, not that's, even, it's, it's not exactly. a super highly produced commercial, but that was what gave me the idea to do the show on that was because the USAA commercial just made a point of saying at one point, I think it was the actual veteran who said something like, they call me gunnery sergeant when I mm-hmm. call. And to me, I was like, that's interesting. That is a that is something that it's like you are part of a different world and it's really good to know that you have a place where people speak the same language and they also know kind of the levels of respect right. that you kind of deserve and you speak the same language. Yeah. Uh, listener Kevin said, the, said exactly that. Same here. My father was in the Marine Corps and I know they still call him Captain Ryan when he calls. Huh. Uh, that USAA commercial made me tear up because despite being a pretty generic commercial, oh, as yeah. I, like Andrew said, it's a very powerful one for me and anyone who has service members close to them. See? Yeah, there you go. So I we think really, USAA I was, did a I good think job. I was that. surprised by how, like sort of how deep the well on this went. Um, and then one more. This is basically just an extended infomercial for how great their customer service is. Okay. It's from listener DJ. I'm a USAA customer, um, have my auto insurance, 401k, and renters with them, thanks in part to my own father's 30-plus years of service. Best insurance company ever, no joke. Their customer service is absolutely outstanding, and things get fixed really fast. A good friend who, fr- a good friend who flies for the Marines experienced his home getting destroyed during a tropical storm while stationed in Florida. He and his wife had two custom-made couches from an upholstery shop where we grew up in Tacoma. So Tacoma mm. to Florida is like as far yeah, as you yeah. can get. Um, and that were wedding gifts and not cheap. USAA told him to call the shop, have them make two new couches, and have them bill USAA. No estimates, no haggling. They just fixed it. Um, so if you're a military dependent and are looking for a new insurance company, look oh, no further really nice. because they do really amazing service for their families. God, I wish, I wish that like civilians could get that kind of like yeah, amazing yeah. service. Well, That's it's really nice to great. hear every now and then that veterans are actually yeah. being treated better. No, you know, exactly. You do never yeah, hear that. Yeah. So. Um, That's everybody who wrote in about USAA. Thank you. It's really interesting to hear, get a little slice of life to something that, you know, we don't really have experience with. I don't want to go too long here. We have about 10 more minutes um, and we have this commercial in the news you want me to watch. Uh, did you happen to, see, let me just throw in one more ad council thing. I think really quickly. Did you happen to see this thing that uh, Rosen posted to our Facebook page? Uh, oh, yeah. The headline is a Napoleon Dynamite cast reunites for Burger King Tater Tots commercial. And um, I didn't take any notes. So I'm already forgetting everybody's name. It's the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite. And the guy who played Pedro. And the guy who played Pedro sitting it's, in a Burger Napoleon King. Napoleon Dynamite was, um, oh, gosh. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's it not totally do that to ourselves. Um, one thing to note about this, though, is they, uh, so this is shot you know, modern day today. So they're both much older than they were when that movie came out, what, 15 years ago? More than that now? Probably about that. Um, but what I, one thing that stands out to me is they're not dressed like they're old characters necessarily. Aren't I they? mean, maybe they're dressed like them a little bit, but he doesn't have. It's not exactly the same. It's not exactly like the same t-shirt that you picture him in. And he in. doesn't have his big, didn't he have a big kind of afro or and some he sort had, of crazy and, and his, hair? He, uh, John something. It's uh, John something anyway he yeah that the actor has his whatever hair he normally has now but they're definitely wearing these sort of like midwest 80s clothes john, john header yeah hater header um okay that's interesting yeah i guess they are wearing kind of like pedro's wearing like a, a, a denim vest with a sheepskin collar and like a 
And they just look like they're wearing sort of like Midwest thrift store That's chic. true, I guess. I guess what struck me is when I think about Napoleon Dynamite, I think about that iconic kind of head of hair that he had. Sure. Uh, and literally iconic. Like, you can just put that without a face on a t-shirt. Right. And you know that, oh, that's the... I- that's the uh, Napoleon Dynamite thing. And in this one, they, you know, they're talking like they're old characters, but they look much more normal, I think. They just look like two guys sitting in a Burger King in 2016. You think that they're dressed a little bit goofily, I guess. I mean, it depends on the city. I, I honestly thought it was just kind of like 90. I thought it was like just kind of like hipster dumb. Like, this is kind of how hipsters dress today. That guy's puffy I mean, jacket. it depends on the city. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Uh, I said I was going to make this quick. So anyway, they're, they're sitting there, um, and uh, uh, Pedro has um, the new tater tots. New cheesy tots. Cheesy tots. Whoa. Are those cheesy tots? Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. Can I have one? Sure. He just takes all of them in his fist, and then also the one out of Pedro's hand. Very Napoleon Dynamite yeah. sort of move. That's a, is that a sort of move, or is that a... Damn, those are good. Well, the big tot scene in the movie is where the bully sitting next to him in class, drink? like, kind of kicks the, his pocket, his, like, hip pocket oh, full right, of tater tots. Right, He doesn't steal them from somebody. But he does sort of do things like right, that. Right, he's, right. he's a little bit uncouth in that way. Okay. Uh, anyway, I thought it was cute. I, I thought it was a good little throwback, a callback... Uh, you know, definitely a connection to the movie without being yeah. totally in your face. Like, I, what's I a cultural like the- reference point for Tots? Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. And it's also sort of understated, though. I feel like if they put him in a big wig and done all that stuff, I probably wouldn't Yeah, like they could have made it more... Um, uh, uh, they could have tried to capitalize more off of the movie, and yeah. I think the nods are relatively subtle. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they could have just tried more in a bad way, yeah. I think, you know, but they didn't. So anyway, let's check out commercials in the commercials news. Commercials in the news! All right, Thieves. Okay, so let me just, quick uh, spoiler alert for the listeners. This is really a commercial that, if you haven't seen it, um, the ending actually is very surprising um, and even a little disturbing. So I recommend that you go to our Facebook page. I will pin this to the top for the next week. Um, it should be pinned to the top by the time you hear this. Um, and and watch it. But if you don't want to watch it or you don't care about being spoiled, we're going to talk about it now. But if you do care about being spoiled, turn the podcast off now. Go watch Just it. Just pause the podcast. Come back. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Andrew, actually, I w- no, stop it and then go back to because I think we get two download numbers that way. Right. Okay. Right? Whatever, okay, whatever we get the most let's downloads. Get those from. numbers up. Now, I seriously know nothing about this. I just want to make that clear. I think people trust us enough. But, like, I was listening to another podcast today, one that is one of the most highly successful podcasts out there right now. Um, so, I maybe ridiculous for me to throw shade from our. T- I thought you didn't listen to the our, Grapes of Red. Um, it wasn't that one. Um, anyway, one thing that always bugs me is when there's kind of, I love banter style podcasts. I guess that's what I would describe this as, but we're never pretending we don't know something that we knew. No, that just really drives me crazy. And just, I heard today, it's like, I have some bad news, friend. Uh Today's our last episode. What? It's the last one of the season. Now I'm sad. Like, uh, we're not fucking around with you here. Like, I I really have told you everything I know about this. Yesterday, you said, you're probably going to see a headline buzzing around. The second you see it, move off it. I want you to watch this fresh. You said that this is going to be a little bit of an awkward thing. 
thing uh, because it's a very visual commercial and you don't want I'm going to be watching it for the first time you don't want me trying to narrate it too much you just want me to kind of get into the commercial yeah, I, feel, as I mean I feel I free it. to narrate it as you I'm not going to say anything I just want you to you react as you want to react okay so um, I may or may not try to narrate what's going on at the time if it, this ends up being like 90 seconds of me just silently watching a commercial, I'll trim it up a little bit so you guys don't have to sit there. But that's exactly what is going to happen here. So if I go ahead and click this now, it'll probably start playing right away. We're ready for this? I think so. Okay. Good Lord! <laughs> no, just kidding. Nothing. Uh, okay, it looks like it takes place in a school. That's all I know. Okay, it's about two and a half minutes. <laughs> Guy's writing, I am bored into his desk in the library. Or got some news today from the radio man. He spoke the word somber. Somebody wrote underneath it, Hi, bored. Nice to see you. It's the next day now. Starting a graffiti conversation with somebody. So, as the ad, as the ad is going on, this conversation on this desk is continuing, and he's looking around. He doesn't know who he's making this connection with. He keeps on looking at all these cute girls as they walk by, thinking, is she the one? Wandering around the hallways, looking at all the cute girls. Which one is it? Some girl looks exactly like Winnie from... Uh... Finally, he writes in the desk, who are you? And why isn't the janitor janitor's cleaning this up? Now the library's closed for the summer. He's leaving school. He never found out who his soulmate was. Have a good summer. Thanks. He's signing yearbooks. He, he wrote... Hold on one second. I'm going to pause this. So he um, he wrote, see you next summer in the girl's yearbook, but he wrote it in his very specific handwriting that he's been using on the desk, which is a very blocky style handwriting. And um, the girl sees it and also her friend sees it. We good so far? Yeah. And the, and I think it's worth saying that the friend, the friend looks at the blocky text and says, hey, you must be Mr. Board. Okay. Is that what she says? I'm just yeah, uh, she, I'm, and, I'm rewinding and she's a little very, bit. The friend who recognizes the handwriting is very cute. Yes. Hey, you must be bored. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is the guy that I was running to in the library. Guilty. Oh, okay. So now um, it appears that she's the one that's been having the conversation with him. Although for a second, I thought they were going to trick me. Like, this is on a public desk. Anybody could be reading Mr. Board without necessarily reacting to Mr. Board, right? Okay, anyway, let's move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you like to write on desks? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Holy shit snacks. Suddenly somebody walks into the uh, room there in the auditorium with a gun and cocks it and everybody screams and it just went to black. While you were watching Evan, another student was showing signs of a planning of a shooting. But no one noticed. Oh, yeah. now we're going to go back. And see all of the scenes again, and in the background where we see one boy in the back reading a guns and ammo magazine, while we've been focusing on the kid who's uh, scratching in the desk. Oh, 
In another scene, a cute girl is talking to the boy who's reading guns and ammo earlier, and he just looks kind of brooding. He gave her the finger. What I just missed there? He, he, his some people kind of bullied him and like shoved him up against a locker. Oh, over there to the right. Yeah. Oh yeah, they took off his headphones. They're bullying him. Oh yeah, in the background, he's watching YouTube videos of shooting people shooting an AR-15. Oh, when the kid, when our hero was flipping through uh, Instagram trying to figure out which classmate it was, he flashes right by uh, a, a kid's selfie, the, the, the shooter's selfie, uh, pointing a gun at his Instagram camera. And then he does a fake gun, gun fingers. Gun violence is preventable when you know the signs. Learn them now at sandyhookpromise.org. That's really effective, man. So is this a web-only thing? I don't know. It's certainly been. It certainly has gone viral in a big way. And it's and two and a half minutes. It's a long. It's a long message. So I, I, I would. I have. I certainly haven't seen it on TV, but it's been all over Twitter. That's interesting. I want to see it. You know, I did sort of. Um, I did. I mean, I'm not going to try to pretend like I, I noticed this. I didn't react to it, but my brain did acknowledge that he was reading a Guns magazine uh, early, like, really? but not enough for me. It was like a, a background part. of I have to say, I watched this and the the surrounding students didn't register at all. It's exactly the kind of story that they would tell in a gum commercial. Right, right. Wow, that's really effective. Yeah. I think it worked out, and we don't have to do any editing, which is really important. Yes, thank you for narrating that. I really wanted you just to, though, to experience that. it like I, I it. did, which was I was yeah. just sitting out somewhere, and I saw Michael Ian Black was like, oh, you got to watch this, and I clicked on it. Yeah, no, when that kid comes in and cocks that gun, that is a very, very like frightening scene. Asks. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's freaking chilling, Yeah, man. and you know, we all know that that's happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Many, you know, in real life. So there is good news, though, because I, on a high note. I feel like we do now finally have a president who's going to do something to keep guns out of the hands of Don't people who will do joke. something horrible. Don't. So, uh, hey, oh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, Veeves. Good show. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Thanks for going with me on my little experiment there. Yeah, and since we do have a, a couple more um, shows between now and the actual Christmas holiday, yes, yeah, I'm sure you guys will. Watching. Yeah, maybe we'll do an. I mean, we we can still probably do a, a heck of a lot more uh, Christmas. I'm sure we missed stuff. Absolutely. So I'm sure that we can do a lot more uh, holiday talk uh, if you guys send us uh, send us the. Stuff but you if want you send me any to. commercials where someone gets a car with a big bow on it. Uh, out, it, out of anything other than contempt, I will eviscerate you. <laughs> um, you can email us at after these messages at show at gmail. Again, this after these messages show at gmail and the voicemail, Veeves 607 444 5597. And because I like repeating what you say, 607 444 5597. And keep hitting us up on the Facebook group. Yeah. We really love it. It's such a great community. If you're not on it, um, come join it. Um, I think we might be either just above or just under 500 members. Oh, also, if you happen to listen and you haven't given us a review on iTunes or given us some stars or something like that, maybe take a second and do that. That would be good. Maybe some more people can uh, kind of uh, uh, learn about the show that way. and Maybe we can rise in the ranks and be the um, 
super famous podcast stars <laughs> that we know deep inside that we should be. Thank you so much, everybody. Talk to you next Tuesday. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon.